After being an assistant with Somers High School since 2008 under his father, Anthony DiMatteo took over as Somers' new varsity football head coach. It was something he dreamed of since he was a child. Coach DiMatteo was part of a state title, three Section 1 crowns, and a regional bowl title in New York during his 12 seasons coaching under his father. He played football at Somers under his father and graduated in 2003. His father retired at the end of the 2022 season after 22 seasons with Somers and 52 overall. He was Section 1's winningest coach and finished with 360 career wins, just four shy of the New York State record. We sat down with Coach Anthony DiMatteo at the New York State High School Football Coaches Association Clinic and talked about the aspects of the program that helped them to a state title. We're at the New York State High School Football Coaches Association Clinic sitting down with another state champion, Anthony DiMatteo, who's the head football coach at Somers High School. Coach, it's great to spend time with you here and have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. So, Coach, first state championship there at Somers. It's been a place you've been at for a while now. You were an assistant there. You've taken over as the head coach. And, you know, as you look at just that progression for you, What's been able to get you to this point where you've been able to lead the program and especially your lead in a year where you guys have been able to win it all? You know, being a head coach and being a football coach is something that I've always wanted to do. I feel that I was very lucky at a young age. I, I knew exactly the life that I wanted to lead as a teacher and a coach and having my father as a role model and, and, and uncles and my brother and different people throughout my, my family, you know, that have done it, it definitely was, was easy for me to lean on them to, to get to this point. And coaching with my father was something that I always wanted to do and I enjoyed it for a very long time and when he stepped back it, it was uh, it felt only right to, to go for the job and the community supported me the staff stayed intact and uh, you know it really worked out and I could not be happier to, to be where I'm at. It's a neat story and obviously you know when you become the head coach even though maybe you've done things for a certain way a long time you're still going to put your fingerprint on it and when you look at especially this year what aspects of the culture that you've you've created really helped you guys this year maybe something you focused on the most and things that helped bring you to this state championship mm -hmm. well culture is something that's always been ingrained in, in Somers and some of the things that we try to build upon was, was our relationship with the youth program as well as our relationship with the town we have two separate mentorship programs that we do within our varsity players where we'll have them mentor uh, freshmen or JV kids in the building um, just like an older brother type of a concept where they're there for them for, you know, if they're lost in the, in the hallways or things of that nature. And then within the youth program, you know, we entrench ourselves with them. They've been extremely successful and a wonderful partner with us. Uh, we'll send down anywhere between four and six players to each age group as a coach. And they'll spend two practices a week as well as game day with those youth players. And then in turn, you know, it, it kind of builds a rapport where those youth players are now looking up to these kids, not only as players on Friday night, but as their coaches within their program, as someone they want to be when they get older. And, and it creates a, a really nice family feel to the program top to bottom. Yeah, that's a neat concept. Now, with that, I, I assume you have some adults who are in charge of, of those teams as well. Yes, yep. It, it's a, it's a, a town program. It's run through the town. So it's a volunteer dads, wonderful people that obviously have their children's best interests. And, you know, a lot of them are honest with themselves. Like some of our kids will, will know the game better than they do. You know, they so they, they kind of open their arms to the whole concept. And it's been a wonderful relationship and I'm hopeful to continue. Yeah, I think that's a, a tremendous concept in that you have guys who are living that culture, what your program is right now, coming down there every single day. And I think that's something when you look at youth programs, I, I know coaches do a great job. It's hard 
it's hard as a head football coach to really get to those those programs mm-hmm. and instill some of that culture there that you want but now i think with this this program it gives you that opportunity to have that reach that mm-hmm. they can see you know not only does this guy know about the culture he's actually in it living it right now absolutely and i think showing face and being around some of these youth kids especially with the success that we've had on friday nights is, is pivotal to to the future of the program it's pivotal to keeping kids in house and it's pivotal to keeping kids wanting to be on that field on friday night wearing our colors so if somebody was interested in doing that within their community what are some of i guess the guidelines or the structure that you put in place so that uh, the kids who are going down there can have success and what they're they're doing does have an impact on things overall the structure that's set in place is well in the winter and the spring we'll do six clinics with our youth coaches myself or staff members will come in they'll be able to pick the topics and we talk about certain things that they either want to coach their kids from an X's and O's standpoint or a philosophy standpoint and then when we go into what type of kids we send down to our youth programs obviously it is it is the coaches the parents have to approve the type of kid that's going to go down there so we set the bar pretty high our numbers are very high so it's kind of easy for us to pick um, but if we have a certain quarterback that's in the fifth grade that we've pegged to be a really nice player one day, well, that's where our quarterback's going to go and mentor. And the same goes for other types of positions. We want kids that are going to see themselves as the older kid one day. We want that to be the mentor. We don't want a quarterback mentoring a lineman. Mm-hmm. So we kind of handpick it in that regard. Uh, other things, we want high GPAs. We want to make sure that the kids are taking care of what they need to in the classroom. Otherwise, they can't be on a practice field with the youth on, on a Tuesday night. They need to go home and take care of their studies. Yeah. And um, especially in today's day and age where uh, academics have never been more important to the recruitment process, you know, we hide that, hold that in a high regard in, in several different areas of what we do. As coaches, we understand that give back aspect of the game. How do your players uh, embrace that? How's the program been with them and, and you being able to take a step back and see what their reaction is to being able to be influential like that? Yeah, it's been it's been fantastic. They, you know, they love it, and and it goes both ways. You know, the varsity kids love it because they're learning what it means to take care of a, of another human being, and, and having a role in building a young man's character and confidence. And then in the other aspect, you have a young kid who's looking up to to a high school student. And, you know, there's a responsibility in that, that he has to hold himself accountable uh, in town and in the classroom and things like that. And then, you know, one of our home games is a youth night. So we have homecoming senior night like everyone else. We do a youth night. And, uh, you know, we've had, you know, 1,000 kids between girls flag football and our boys football program on our field at halftime. We introduce the kids. It's like a big event. So that's kind of like the culmination of the the entire uh, concept. Now, you also mentioned that within your school you're going to have the older guys mentoring the younger guys. Again, looking at the structure behind that to make it successful and make sure that uh, we just didn't pair two guys and then left them to fend on their own. Mm-hmm. H- how do you handle that? What's what's put in place for Yeah, them? so we definitely first look at, you know, siblings and, and different relationships, neighbors, uh, you know, maybe uh, prior relationships, you know, do they know the kid? And if they do not, then, then we go to position groupings. So if someone's a senior and they have a little brother that's a freshman, we won't necessarily give them the little brother because we feel that's a little too comfortable, but we will give them a little brother's friend where it's not as comfortable, but it's still a situation where both of them mm-hmm. can, can kind of work together. Uh, and outside of that, you know, the, the furthest away we'll get from comfortability is just position groupings. So if a kid doesn't really know or if he's new in town, you know, what position do you play? And then we'll fit him with an appropriate young man that we feel is up to the task of, of, of handling him within the building. When you look back at this year and look at the off-season training program, what are some of the things you guys did that really uh, helped propel you to the championship? 
you know, we had a tremendous quarterback these past two years, and I think in the springtime we put a lot of emphasis on throwing the ball. So our install in the springtime was purely passing, and then our run install was done over the summer. So getting the guys catching the ball and getting used to some of the timing and the different things that we were doing really showed a lot of you know comfortability on Friday nights throughout the season. And I think starting as early as we did allowed our guys to just be comfortable with one another. With the install and teaching these guys the game, obviously classroom time, meeting time, however you might do that because technology has become a big part of it too. But what were some of the things you feel that your staff and, and your players too on the learning side excelled at in the, in the meeting room, classroom area? Yeah, um, we put a big emphasis on the meeting room and board work, especially in preseason and, and, and in the offseason. Being able to excel in a classroom setting is obviously extremely important. So if we feel like we could teach the kids how to do that, that's going to carry over into their academic courses. Uh, so it's a big piece of what we do. And we try to attack all different learning styles, you know, visual learners, auditory learners, uh, repetitive learners. So we try and give the information uh, several different ways to try and catch every type of way that a kid may be able to absorb the material. Uh, and board work and film are definitely two big things that we do. Honestly, I'd like to do it a little bit more in season. We do do it twice a week in season and we're going to look to build upon that but it, it's a big piece of our off-season program. Yeah, can you give us some tangible examples of being able to hit those different learning styles? Yeah, absolutely. So, if, you know, most athletes I feel are, are, are visual learners because they're, they're people that like to do so they're going to see something and try and copycat that. So the board work and the film is, is, going to, is going to attack that pretty easily, right? So we're going to get up on the board and we're going to draw something and the kid's going to be able to process that information. Now, if someone that needs to you know, repetitively read it over and over again, now we may be able to print it off of a huddle playbook or my dad used to draw playbooks by hand and things like that. Now I'm going to hand the kid a hard copy. So he's going to get it from me in a lecture setting if he's an auditory learner. He's going to get it on the board or in film if he's a visual learner. And if he's someone that needs to be in a quiet space and reread material over and over again, he's going to get handed a piece of paper or a digital copy of something where he can now uh, refresh his memory on the, on the material. Looking at how this carries out to the field then and practice, again, looking back at the season, best things you guys did in practice this year or things maybe that were a little unique, maybe some changes that, again, made the difference for you to, to help you guys win it all? Oh, you know, we definitely opened up the offense and became a lot more complicated with our reads and allowing our quarterback to make decisions pre and post snap and building the offense around him this year, where last year we were, he was still a great player, but things weren't built through him. This year, everything went through him. And, uh, you know, we went undefeated because the kid was fantastic. And, you know, a lot of the, the things that we do in practice from a defensive standpoint, uh, I have a very, very uh, good staff, um, long-tenured staff, same staff my father had, loyal guys that, are, that all could be head coaches. So our individual drills, you know, we have break up practice into three segments on both sides of the ball. You have indie, you have group, you have team. So individual with your intimate position group, I feel we get a lot out of that because, in my opinion, we have a head coach at every station. So a kid is getting high-level coaching uh, in an intimate setting, and then we build upon that, go to group work. Now it's positions that kind of work together. And now, you know, maybe three or four guys working together, and then we build upon that to team where we put it all together. Yeah, yeah. If, if I were to go to practice, and one of the things I love is, is I always go to practices with a notebook because you're going to pick up so many good coaching cues. What are the things I'd hear over and over again from you or your coaches, some of those – those coaching cues that are really important to your systems, your, your program? Well, on the offensive side of the ball, you would definitely hear myself or, or one of our offensive coaches yelling at the quarterback to get his chest plate at the target on our rollouts. That's something that we continuously try to teach. Uh, you know, it improves accuracy. And you'll always hear that within a team setting or a team period. 
you know, if there's a mistake, we'll always say line it back up. So you'll hear that quite often in a team setting, especially early in the year. And then run to the football on defense. You know, we practice being able to get 11 helmets to the football and, and, and play with pride and things of that nature. You know, we, I try my best to emulate a college practice. Mm -hmm. We have one water break in the middle of practice, and that's it. We try to put water in the drill, and we try to go as fast as possible to try and maximize our time on the field because you, you also don't want to overwork these kids. So I feel like we'll get two and a half hours of work in, well, excuse me, about four hours of work in a two and a half hour practice because we're just constantly going. And I've had players that have played uh, with for me last year that are in college that said that they feel that our practice style helped them acclimate to the college game better, and I, th and I thought that was something that I really you know enjoyed hearing. You guys use period clocks, break things down into periods. How does that look? Oh, uh, we use music, uh, so we'll blast music throughout practice, um, and different music will will, will correlate to different uh, team periods and different individual groupings and things like that. Who makes the playlist? Oh, uh, we allow the kids to do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. As long as it's clean, they can play whatever they want. All right. So have there been any surprises for you on that playlist thinking like wow I can't believe you guys listen to this stuff this is what we used to listen to yes uh, you know there is some <laughs> there is some 2000s and 90s stuff in there that I used to you know obviously listen to in the locker room but uh, they have some Frank Sinatra on there I think you know really? from my father which is really cool so yeah they they we spend a lot of time together so there's a lot of different songs on there <laughs> it's great stuff well you know looking at what you do as a head coach and on or off the field what's the one thing you could point to that says you know what this this thing I do really gives my guys the winning edge I like to make myself available to these kids I want to show them that I'm more than a football coach and to buy into to, to why I love the town so much I grew up there I was lucky enough to move back with my wife and raise a family I have a young son and another one on the way and I truly appreciated the education that the football program and the school system gave me so for me to be there for these kids to understand that we're not just a football program we're a family and uh, we're there for each other. I feel like that builds a lot of camaraderie in, in tough games. We, we've had the ability to pull out tough wins over the last couple of years, and I think it's because our kids really care about one another, and they care about what's, what the name is on the front of our jersey. And I think that's really why we are who we are right now. When, when you look at uh, this, this next year, 2023, uh, obviously now when you become a state champion, you, you know the target's on your back. So how do you guys – move forward and, and build on what you did last year and keep things moving in a positive direction. Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I think it's unhealthy to tell to tell a group of young people that our goal every single year would win a state championship. Mm -hmm. uh, I really think that's, that's not a healthy thing to think about. But we do say that our goal every year is to win a section championship. And I think that's not, that's not a bad goal to have, right? So we're going to win our group. And then once we get to the state level, we feel like we're playing with house money and we're going to take a shot. We were lucky enough to get there two years in a row and get one of them. I think we're going to be very competitive again next year, and I like our chances against anybody. We picked up a Week 0 game against Ramapo, New Jersey, which we're very excited about to play an out-of-state game. I think it's a wonderful experience for, for a, a public school. Not a lot of public schools have been doing that recently. So I just want to give these kids the best you know, situations possible and, and put them in a situation where they feel confident. If we stay healthy, I like our chances to, to do just about anything. What's the best way for our coaches to connect with you? Email. I'm a pretty easy guy to get to. Uh, I'm pretty diligent in terms of answering phone calls and messages and things of that nature, and I love networking, and especially within this profession. I love football. It's given me everything in my life. So, look, you know, those that would be it. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you taking time. It was great to sit down with you here at the clinic, and you know, best of luck to you and your program in 2023. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much.
Check the show notes for links to presentations from the New York Clinic, including Texas offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Kyle Flood presenting on one and two back counter. Syracuse defensive coordinator Rocky Long on defensive flexibility and a unique presentation from Syracuse offensive coordinator Jason Beck on developing the Thorderback, his play on words for a physical quarterback who plays like the Marvel Comics character Thor. He's coached QBs like Bryce Perkins and Taysom Hill who fit the profile, and he goes through the different things he does with that type of quarterback. Again, the link to those are in the show notes. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski and follow all we're doing at coachandcoordinator.com.